Got some Galaxy S11 leaks because that's what happens in smartphones. Well, you get the you get the smartphone and then you get the leaks for the next smartphone right after you bought the smartphone to give you the buyer's remorse on the smartphone you just got. Mm. That's how it works being a tech fan, 2019. Yes. So just to be clear, we have S11 leaks that are suggesting that we're going to see a much bigger battery, in fact. And I think that's going to be a welcome addition for many would-be customers, current customers. A lot of people care about battery life these days. And for a couple of different reasons, which I'm going to get to in a moment here. So uh, our, our favorite leaker in the world, Ice Universe. Well, I don't know if he's a favorite leaker, but he's got the best name. That's for sure. There's like yes. no doubt, no dispute. Ice Universe? With the profile pic, Cat. You're a big fan. Oh, yeah. All right. Shout out Ice Universe. Uh, he shared some photos of these upcoming batteries. And the first one that he detailed, Galaxy S11e, that's the budget S-series smartphone, the E version. The previous version had a smaller battery than, say, the big boy S11, S10 Plus on the previous version. Mm -hmm. So you'd assume the E model would have the smallest of the bunch. Uh, last year's S10e had a 3,100 milliamp hour battery. The new one... S11e featuring up to 4,000 milliamp hours. Okay, nice little improvement. We'll take it. But here's the exciting one. Stepping up to the S11 Plus, the battery could be as large, will he do, as 5,000 milliamp hours. That's a key number. Yes. I think you hit that number, you satisfy any, like, does, does anyone need more than 5,000 milliamp hours in, in 2019? Mm -hmm. Probably not for, for most scenarios. Now, granted, Here's an important piece to throw in, in there. These displays, these fresh displays on the OnePlus, uh, I guess the Pixel got it. The Pixel sort of got it, but I'm talking about those quick screens. That's why I like to call them. 90 hertz. I like to call them the quick yes. screens. Yeah. Up to, by the way, rumored potentially going all the way to 120 hertz on these Samsung devices. But what you're going to need if you want to attempt something like that, you're going to need a battery to do so. Because something I discovered, many people discovered with this device, the Pixel 4, Pixel 4 XL, is that it actually clocks down the display to 60 hertz at, at a lower brightness to save battery life. Mm -hmm. That's something they do over here. Of course, you could just crank the display brightness if you choose to which you might be okay with on the xl version because it has a bigger battery but if you're rocking the small guy a lot of people they weren't super happy with the battery life it's that exchange that you make you want the snappy display it's just gonna it's gonna use some more battery it's the old thing the free lunch you can't have it all mm -hmm. you give something up also i will say i think these new iphones kind of changed the public perspective a little bit they kind of you know for the longest time it was about these this, these devices getting as thin as possible as light as possible like these nice little elegant things and then the most recent iphone they put the pro designation on there and they're heavy i'll tell you what those are some heavy smartphones and they're a little fatter apple said it's okay we're gonna go a little fatter and who knows maybe they're prepping themselves for their very own ProMotion, as we've speculated in the past, they called it ProMotion when they get the 120 hertz. They got it on the iPad mm -hmm. or anything above 60, let's say. Anything above there. So maybe they say, look, right now we put the fat battery. 
prepare us for that eventual consumption. And these things, those iPhones have been great battery performers as it stands right now with that extra battery life. So Samsung, they're sitting there saying, we can't rest. We got to talk to Ice Universe. As you would. You say, you say listen, Ice, what do we got to be doing? And Ice says, all right, send me the photos real quick. He takes one glance at it. He says, that's too small, that battery. He said, send me another photo. They sent him another photo. It's a 5,000 on it. Ice Universe gives the gives thumbs again. up. He sends back the thumbs up emoji. That's how it works on the internet. That's how things get done. 2019, right, Will? 5,000. 5,000 milliamp. It's the future. You're going to have a giant battery in your pocket. But like I said, if you want all these other specs, you're going to need it. Another spec I should mention, 5G. Huh. Uh, potentially, if, if these ones ship 5G capable, that's going to suck a little juice too. Did you hear about this? text message wacky text message scenario did anybody here get hit by it by the way kirk will jack random text message in the middle of the night yes. you got it from uh, february from february from valentine's day weirdly enough hmm. it was right around valentine's day there was a mishap a screw up in the cellular network and the way that various networks interact around text messages sms and so what it meant is a bunch of people got these mysterious uh, texts rolling in, seeping through, that seemed to have no context. Could be two in the morning and uh, pick, up, pick up a gallon of milk. And you're just like, what? Is it from like uh, people in your contact or just random? No, the texts really took place. At least if you want to believe the official story. Some people, they got the whole conspiracy thing going on, as you would. They're saying, I never wrote that. Because it's hard to remember some stupid yeah. nothing text from February. Like, what? Excuse me? Mm -hmm. I don't remember what I wrote. And if so, somebody hits me back. Also, you don't have it in your scent. So someone responds with what? Now you're looking at a what at mm. 2 a.m. A what to nothing. And you hit them back with a what? And they're like, the, the thing that you asked me. And now you're having a conversation milk. instead of sleeping at 2 a.m. Ghost text. And so this kind of blew up on Twitter. People were talking to one another, determining uh, if anyone else had experienced something similar. A really creepy experience, as far as I can tell, reading through some of the Twitter threads of people's uh, experience with this, saying, I just got a text from my mom. It said, don't be late for Thanksgiving. or I mean, it was February, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It, it, would be, it would really creep you out. And, of course, reading through this, uh, I have no reason not to believe the official story. Even if people don't remember sending those texts, you wouldn't remember if you sent that, those texts. But the official story is that U.S. Cellular confirmed that the ghost texts are the result of a glitch in telecommunications infrastructure, specifically to the cross-carrier messaging system, which is a joint venture that the four major phone carriers committed to in late October. So it's part of an ongoing upgrade hmm. to those systems. But that doesn't really get rid of the Valentine's Day component. Why those ones? Why those texts? Are there a lot of extra texts on that day that hmm. have kind of bogged the system down? Uh, I, I understand people being skeptical as yeah. well. But the thing that I find interesting here, or at least it got my wheels turning a little bit, not necessarily conspiracy thinking, but just how much we look at a text as, as fact. You look at it, that's a text from a person I know. 
and love, and you just communicate as if you hear them, as if you have evidence that it's them. Mm. You you just trust it. Right. But these types of mishaps make you reanalyze your trust level for the thing you're sending getting where it's going. When they come on here and say, yeah, we just little system upgrade. Yeah, it's encrypted. A little system upgrade. Uh, what? And, and imagine they came out and they said, system upgrade, a uh, little traffic jam. Yeah. Your text may have gone to, down the street. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that's what happened. Obviously, it's far more technical than that. But it just got me thinking about that aspect of how freely we speak over text when you the only evidence you have is that it's worked in the past. That's it. Mm-hmm. You don't hear the person's voice. You don't see them. You're just trusting that this is getting where it's going. And when you see something like this, you realize even these systems are susceptible to these types of mishaps, even if it is innocent, as they're stating now. Mm-hmm. So apparently it won't happen in the future. And the whole reason for this upgrade was actually to improve group messaging and MMS, things that people are doing over text. Obviously, a lot of people have migrated to uh, more data rich messaging systems whatsapp yeah. uh, iMessage yeah. slack whatever else you're using to message a lot of people have transitioned over there uh, but it doesn't mean they're giving up on MMS enough people still use it and it's nice to have cross platform obviously not have to be in the group or be shunned with the green bubble as we've talked about mm. in the past don't you dare shun a green uh, stop it please stop it uh, OnePlus 8 Pro, we got some news about that, too. It's crazy, Will. 7, 7T, 7T Pro, 7 Pro, T, 8 Pro. Let's get all the way. Let's go all the way to 8. We were talking with the S11 about refresh rate. It's competitive out there, man. Is that the new feature? It is. It's, it is the 2019-2020 feature. Seems like it, eh? Is this the display refresh rate. And Apple's really going to have to do something about it. I fully expect that they're going to do something about it. And now people are going to ask for it. They're going to want it. They're going to expect it. Uh, I think OnePlus really got the ball rolling in a big way. And so the expectation now would be that they also move ahead of that ball, so to speak. Mm. Get out in front of the ball. Mm. And... Where do you go from 90 hertz, Will? You go to 120 hertz. That's the rumor, is that they're going to step all the way up to 120 hertz. We have a render here of a potential iPhone 8 Pro. You can see this render also showcases the fact that they move away from the motorized camera, which I guess is a bit upsetting from a sci-fi perspective to eliminate. I mean, it's a cool aha kind of moment when you pop that open. But it wasn't without its skepticism. People said, I don't want these moving parts in my phone. It was at least a voice that I heard. I don't know how big the crowd was that had that point of view. Mm. But you saw, you kind of got a sense for them moving away from it with the, with the next release where the water drop, teardrop came back. And now this render puts a hole punch, a very small hole punch, similar to what Samsung first showed off with the S10 not the plus the s10 which just had the circular hole punch the plus had the double the the plus had the double so here you have it you have samsung rumors where they where it says we gotta 
change the refresh rate of the display. We got to get up to OnePlus level on the refresh. And then you got OnePlus saying, well, fine, we'll take a little hole punch while we're at it. Hmm. You want you you won't come after our refresh. We come after your hole punch. It's all wonderful competition as usual. Of course, these are just rumors for the time being, but it would not surprise me one bit. This is coming via a tipster. Now, I don't know this tipster, Max J. That, not, that name is not as cool as Ice Universe. Unless you disagree with, with me, Will. You like Max J? No. No, you're not into it. It's okay. Okay, so pre- presumably here, we're going to be in the same situation as we are with the Samsung device. Okay, fine. Deliver the 120 hertz, but now we got to do the whole battery thing as well. You, do you do you pres- presume, do you imagine we'll see 5,000 milliamp hours here as well? Quite possible. Now we have an actual render as well, exclusive renders with the OnLeaks watermark X at 91 mobiles, another common group that spits this stuff out for us. Thank goodness. What would we do without them? We would have no idea what smartphone was coming next. Well, without all, with the, without this group, yeah. we always know. It's actually kind of useful. I understand there's there's some skepticism around leaks in general, where people say it ruins the excitement. Right. And I hear you. I hear you. But on the flip side, you can say as a customer, it helps you make a decision. If you were going to hold out, if you only buy a phone every three years, I've said it before in automotive, they show you the concept car. You can prepare for it. Yeah. You say, I like that. I'm going to wait for that thing to come out. Yeah. So it you, shows the potential of gives, what it could be. Sure. It gives a little more ammunition to the customer to make their choices. And it also involves you a little bit in the process of it because you could potentially look at this render and go start shouting at OnePlus and say, ah, we can't have the hole punch. Fix it. We can't have the hole punch. And imagine if enough people shout that at OnePlus, possibly maybe the hole punch goes away. I'm not really sure. So it Hmm. does change the way in which we interact with these releases. But also we're seeing them so frequently now, these releases, that it does kind of make sense to be involved. Google just embraced it with the Pixel. They were like, fine, go, have at it. We'll admit it. They agreed to it. Mm-hmm. They just got it out of the way. And I thought that was kind of cool at the time. It's like a nod to the culture, the leak culture, the enthusiast culture. Of course, they're going to go for leaks. So I understand it. I understand it from both sides. There's one argument which makes sense to me. You want maximum excitement, Steve Jobs style. Oh, my God, what is he holding? But then also, same time, I sit there. I say, okay, OnePlus 8 Pro, Snapdragon 865, UFS 3.0 storage. LP DDR5 RAM, 120 hertz display, 5,000 milliamp hour battery. I added that last one. And I say to myself, as a, as a regular customer, I say to myself, oh, I'll wait 2020. Yeah, that's exciting. I'll wait 2020. Yeah. I'll take a peek. I don't need a new phone right this second. I can understand why manufacturers wouldn't like it, though. Mm-hmm. They're, they're constantly trying to tell you the thing you can buy right now is the one you need. Mm-hmm. Stop waiting. Uh, Elon Musk said... He's going to look into the idea of a drive-through mode for Teslas. He's always into the next mode and user requests. This is an example, by the way, of listening to your customers. He said he's going to think about it. He tweeted his official tweet was, I'm going to think about it. In response, this individual complained about going through picking up the chicken sandwich. You understand? And how the car won't stop beeping, as it would with the sensors and whatnot. Because, you, you know, you know, Will, you pull up, it beep, 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 beep. Uh, You've seen this before. A warning. Beep, beep, you're going to hit it. 
And this person's annoyed. I don't know how many chicken sandwiches they're getting. The official tweet, can we get a drive-thru mode, please? It beeps like crazy every time I'm trying to get my chicken sandwich. And then it's the winky face. You know the winky face, Will? Mm-hmm. And the thank you. Uh, here's the thing about this. I feel like that feature is actually useful in the drive-thru because everything's so tight in the uh-huh. drive-thru. The, the, the post that's sitting up near the window to yes. protect the window... From the, like this, the Starbucks drive-through over there is pretty tight. You come around a corner, especially if you have a big, big car, like the truck, for example. Uh-huh. Those sensors, man, come in real handy in general, but also in tight spaces like a drive-through. So I got to thinking. They didn't go into detail here. Over by the way, over what this drive-through mode would be like, but the response from Elon, as usual, right to the point, looking into it. Looking into it. But I was trying to imagine what it, what the ultimate drive-through mode would be. And I should also mention, many cars, including Teslas, go beyond the beeps now. You have 360-degree cameras and all kinds of yes. fancy stuff. So you have other ways of knowing if you're about to hit something. So maybe that's what the person's suggesting. But here's my ultimate version of the drive-through mode. Will, you ready for it? Obviously, we can't do no summon. No autonomous drive-through. We're not going there because we've seen what, what happens there. What we need is a beep that has a different proximity. All you have to do is change the range at which the beep comes on because presumably you're moving slowly through a drive-through. So the drive-through mode would require you to be substantially closer to the obstacle before the initial beep comes on. Right. At which point it would actually, it could actually become more useful. Now, I'm just a guy talking right now. Yes. But I've been through the drive through and I beeped my way through it. Is it constant? Will it ever turn off? No, no, no. It will. Well, I have more than one car. One is more, one is more sensitive than the other. Okay. Through the drive through. Uh, it will shut off if you pass the obstacle. The front sensors. Will eventually shut off if the front obstacle, which is say close to the front left, once you are past it, the sensor no longer it it, it assumes you're past it now and it shuts off. But it won't shut off until you pass it. It is annoying. I agree with this person. It can be annoying, but I wouldn't want to not have it because of how tight some drive-throughs are. So I'm right. saying we just play with the proximity a little bit, or maybe we mute it. Maybe if it senses you're in a drive-through, it lowers option. the volume of it. You assume. I'm not really certain, but sure enough, someone's going to have the drive-through mode kick in. Then they're going to slam into the window, and then they're going to do as they usually do. They're going to blame Elon. The shareholders are going to come on. He goes on Rogan's podcast. God knows what happens. It's the usual stuff, Will. Yeah. Here's how it goes. But anyhow, Elon, he's not one to back away. He'd probably throw the drive-through mode on there just to have fun, just for the, what do they say, just for the lulls? Is that what they say? They don't say that anymore. They said that in 1992. Uh... Okay, I got to check out this phone. I know we have it here. The Oppo Reno Ace. And it's for a completely different reason. Well, not a different reason, but an exclusive reason, which generally wouldn't get me that excited or or at least not this excited. Of course, we talked about quick charge. We ch- talked about fast charge. And I, and I covered this phone when I first heard it was going to be the fastest charging ever. Now we have reports from third parties that it actually matches... The stated speed, which is kind of crazy. You know how sometimes, Will, manufacturers, 
they go out on a limb. They go to the extreme case. They put it in a fridge and say, look how fast it charged in a fridge. Yes. I mean, I don't know if they Very actually put specific it, case. I don't know if they actually put it in a fridge, but they put it in the optimal environment to get the figures they're looking for so they can say, charge your 4,000 milliamp hour smartphone in 30 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't appear to be the case that that's what they did when it comes to the Renault Ace. It ships with a 65-watt Super VOOC 2.0. I know you like to say that part as well, so go ahead. VOOC. There it is. Willie do likes to get it out of the way. 65-watt Super VOOC 2.0 fast charger claimed to be able to recharge the Renault Ace 4,000 milliamp hour battery in half an hour. Half an hour! So The Verge, who is it from The Verge? It was Sam Byford. He picks up the device. He says, all right, let me check it out for myself as... You would. It's a good thing to do. Whenever I track down the box here in the studio, we go upstairs. I'll be plugging this baby in as well. Hmm. I want to I want to get a sense for this. But here's our initial reports from a third party. 10% in five minutes, 37% in 10 minutes, 57% in 15, 99% in 30 minutes. You're watching that thing just tick up. You're just watching it. Hmm. Aren't you? Is that happening, Will? Aren't you? Yes. It's just you're watching it fly. It's futuristic. Yeah. It's a futuristic it's moment. It's it's like watching the gasoline go into your vehicle, unless you're Elon. Mm-hmm. Or, or pump. Well, actually, with the, the Taycan is going to have a crazy recharge as well. It's going to be faster than the current generation Model S. You, if, you, if you could visualize the electricity, it would probably be something like this. Just <laughs> straight flow. So the cool thing here is it, it may have missed by a little bit since it's 99% in 30 minutes. The actual 100% mark was reached at 31 minutes, 31 seconds. So, but that is so close to the stated amount. I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Mm-hmm. Could, they have under, uh, could they have overestimated by a, a minute? Yeah, I guess. But who knows? Maybe straight out the box or there's going to be some variance from unit to unit. But nonetheless, that's the fastest charging smartphone in the world, and now it's verified by a third party. For comparison, the iPhone 11, with a smaller battery as well, gets half full in the same amount of time using Apple's advanced charger. The 18-watt USB Type-C charger that Apple sells, or it's included in the box with the Pros, but not with the 11. Anyhow, so you get that's only 18-watt capable, so therefore... Yeah, you, in the same 30 minutes, you're at 50%. So it's twice as good. I, I get it. Maybe some people don't care about this, but this has been increasingly become a part of my lifestyle, Will, to not charge at night. Mm. I, I don't know why I'm playing around with it. I'm playing with fire, obviously. But it turned into a cool, a nice little challenge where I'm not as tied to my phone in the sense, in the sense that I feel like the ritual the weird nighttime bedtime ritual with your phone is a little strange. Good night. Good night. Plug you in. Put a little blankie on. Tuck you in. Is that how it is? No, I'm just saying it's a little much. I don't, I don't, I love smartphones, but I, I'm always, I'm just thinking about it more. How I treat it, what it means to me. Is it a tool or am I the tool? <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Will? So when do you charge it? I charge it, I just hit it with a little juice in the morning before I leave, in just, the car if I'm there yeah. for 10 minutes, 
And these things charge so fast now that that's a reality. You really can live like that. And it doesn't, you never think about it, really. I, I don't, this thing is not as fast charging as, as this one. But now it's a factor I'm paying more attention to because I don't want to be tethered to the wall and I don't want the bedtime ritual, which I understand. It, it's a, it, some people could be listening to this and say, what's the big deal? Plug your phone in at night. I hear them. It's fine, but I'm just saying I'm running an experiment because this quick charging thing has become uh, a new feature, really, that people are paying attention to. There's also an argument that the quick top-up may be long-term for battery health as opposed to always pushing it to the full charge capacity, although batteries have gotten smarter. They've gotten better at working with that. But there has been talk of heat and other things in general, having it sitting beside your head at night on the bedside table, I'm not necessarily buying into any one of those things, but I'm saying collectively, it interests me, the idea of plugging this in for five minutes and being good for the day. That's just a cool concept. Right. And so we're really we're getting really close to that with a, this 65-watt ultimate fast charge Super VOOC 2.0. 2.0, man, 3.0, 4.0, you can picture. It's only going to get better and faster. Yeah, you can right? picture one minute yeah. in the days and you're ready for the day, which yeah. is a really cool cool concept so it is a bit bigger though it's important to note the charger gets a bit bigger so you got to live with that but you're probably not bringing it with you if you're charging that fast it probably stays in one place or it's in your in your travel bag as well the other thing about the reno ace it's just a good pretty good value in general the uh the conversion on the price around 400 bucks maybe 420 and you got your snapdragon you want you got your refresh rate you got your eight gigs of ram so that's another reason just for us to check it out and then you add the charge time thing and you're in good shape have you heard will of this new trend hot new trend it's called dopamine fasting don't lie I mean, if you heard of it just tell me you heard of it if you haven't tell the truth of course dopamine fasting you heard of this or no i don't think so no oh look the, the new york times wants some money from you right now they say you read this too many is, this is too too much they said that you read too many articles well actually they don't really have to see it the headline is probably good enough <laughs> how <laughs> to feel nothing now in order to feel more later so that's basically the concept oh you just have to shrink it down now you can read it well that guy is obviously dopamine fasting you can tell because of the pattern behind his head there that's right he's obviously dopamine fasting with the with the tablecloth behind his head uh, you can see he's he's he. That's bliss. What you're looking at there is bliss. That's fast day. A little curl. So I'll explain it to you. You just so you don't have to even read the thing. That's kind of the whole point here. This is a, a supposedly a new idea out of Silicon Valley in which you would intentionally eliminate opportunities for stimulation in order to avoid elevating your baseline state where it then becomes more difficult for anything to feel worthwhile the 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 more you the, the 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 problem with it is the word dopamine is really not how dopamine works but it sounds good and as you move through the article here they say it's it's a misnomer to use that terminology to describe it which is why i'm saying stimulation it is a key part of how we feel pleasure, but they're just eliminating stimulation. And then as a consequence, potentially dopamine, I suppose. 
So, but this, they took it to an extreme level. Uh, fasting, because eating is too, talking, no, because that would stimulate too much. And they're trying to get feeling back, Will, because they can't, they can't feel anymore. It's been too much pleasure. Too much indulgent behavior. P pleasure. Yes. They tried to tamp the pleasure. They would not eat for days, intermittent fasting. They would not look at screens, digital detox. And then it turns out life was still too good and too pleasurable. So they they got rid of everything. Uh, what does he say here? He says, because we're getting so much of it all the time, he's talking about dopamine, we end up just wanting more and more. So activities that used to be pleasurable now aren't. Mm -hmm. Frequent stimulation of dopamine gets the brain's baseline higher. That's the, one of the founders of this group, James Sinka. Uh, and there's a growing audience apparently for this, including a startup investor and professor at U UCSF Medical School. He also considers himself a dopamine faster. Uh, yeah, and, and, and the New York Times is the one, by the way, that claimed this is more of a stimulation fast than a dopamine fast because dopamine is a mechanism that explains how addictions can become reinforced. But it does sound better, dopamine fasting somehow sounds better or more scientific or more serious. On a recent cool morning, Mr. Sink and his startup co-founder were beginning their fast. Uh, he was wearing water shoes and a cable knit sweater that morning, as oh. you would if you were a dopamine yeah. faster. They would not be eating. They would be not, not be looking at screens. They would not be listening to music, no exercise. They would not touch other bodies for any reason. Or their own, I presume. No work, no eye contact, no talking, more than absolutely necessary. Yeah, no eye contact. That's too stimulating, Kirk. You know what? I think people on the internet living modern lives have bumped into some real strange biological issues. Some, they've gone to some yeah. weird places and stayed there and made it consistent enough to actually rewire themselves. Mm -hmm. And then you get to these extreme scenarios where, where you gotta, you gotta do equally weird things to rewire. But as catchy as this all is, it, it kinda seems like something that's always been there, which is meditation or uh, isolation or like the religious dudes, the monks, what are they doing? That's a dopamine fast. Mm -hmm. What are they doing? They're not stimulated. They're intentionally uh, avoiding stimulation. They're doing the same thing. Right. But this is very um, intense. Like it's not, not more intense than the monk. It's not more intense than the monk. Well, I mean, they eat. They, uh, they, they eat bland. They, they eat bland they to survive. Well, these guys say that, I mean, you said that they don't eat. Intermittent, intermittently, them. obviously they, they eat. Yeah. But intermittently, they take the eating off. I'm sure monks intermittently fast too, probably. Yeah. I would guess that they would. And, and, and they're not even living in a regular world. So these guys say, we still also live our regular lives. Mm -hmm. And we walk around the streets trying not to look at people. Is that even harder for them? Because they're living 
in reality. Well, I think you could argue it's now. even more stimulating. Yeah. Because now you're walking around the streets trying not to look, and you're playing these games. Metal yeah. Gear Solid. Do you remember Metal Gear Solid, Will? Of course. Of course you do. So anyway, uh, people have been skeptical of this article, but at least, I don't know. I guess people are trying. Life is getting weird in 2019. It's hard to say one way or the other. I think the point being is unplugging is probably a good idea. I don't know you have to go to this extremity. This is very bizarre. You get to the bottom of this article and you get to this creepy story over here. <laughs> I thought you were going to The other day, Mr. Sinka ran into an old friend but had to tell her they could not continue speaking. I hadn't seen her in six months and it was extraordinarily exciting, super stimulating, and I could feel how excited I was. So I had to cut it off, and I just said, listen, it's not you. It's me doing this dopamine fast. <laughs> uh, you definitely get a second date after that one. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't, it's obviously, you're intentionally making it less compatible with real life. Mm. Why not say, hey, man, I need to unplug. And instead of reaching for your screen, or your junk food, you go for a walk or you just mix it up. Do something other than where you're getting those that dopamine hit or stimulation from. Yeah, it doesn't have to go to that extreme. Target those things. Yeah. I understand the appeal by making it a fast and making it this, this cold it's turkey. A it's, it's a statement, but also you might be more likely to follow it. Because these things are addictive. Smartphones are addictive. The internet is addictive. And everything that's on there is addictive. And stimulation is addictive. So I get the premise. I just feel it's one of these situations where you, Silicon Valley has a way of taking some old concept and making it seem, rebranding it into something. New age. That's right. Modern. To something startup-y. Yes, definitely. And in reality, it's... People have been struggling with this since the beginning. It may be more amplified now, but people have had strange addictions since there's there's been people. And I think people have combated that in many ways since there's been people, including through techniques like meditation and all the various religions that were generated out of uh, similar scenarios. Mm -hmm. So take a deep breath. You know, you take one of those, man. You take one of those every so often. You hit the reset. You put it down. Exercise discipline in general. Watch yourself in control. It's empowering. Mm -hmm. Take a break. You know I want people to go for a walk every so often or at least go outdoors. Just mm -hmm. spend a little time early in a br you know, brisk morning, Will. Oh, yeah. Check it out. This morning. Check it out. Yeah. Check out a brisk morning. Uh, what do you want to say to the people? That's it for me. Uh, have a good day. Today's Friday. Have a good weekend. Take care. There you have it.